Okay, Gene, let me ask you a question. Shoot. On a scale from pleased to extremely upset, how'd you feel if your wife hugged somebody you didn't know? Is that the only two choices? What about, excuse me, that's my wife. Is there is that on the scale? Slightly upset. Could be <laughs> totally neutral about it. What if she danced with somebody you didn't know? I'd say, excuse me, sir, I believe this is my dance. Is it, why isn't that on the scale? I don't, I don't understand. Know. Well, it's you know, it's a psychological measure. All right. What if she recorded a podcast with someone you didn't know? Or the only person that I know that does podcasts besides myself. So yeah, it's gonna, I guess you could do that. I could do that. That would sure. be okay. And yeah. if she was hugging me and dancing with me Wait at the a same minute. time. Whoa. <laughs> we are talking about jealousy this week on Family Anatomy. The hosts of Family Anatomy are psychologists, but they're not your psychologist. So if you need to talk to someone about family or mental health issues, you can get a referral from your family doctor. This show is for information only. Welcome to Family Anatomy, your source for parenting and relationship information with your hosts, Dr. Giuseppe Spezzano and Dr. Brian McDonald. You can find us at familyanatomy.com or over on iTunes. And let's get right into jealousy today. Jealousy. I don't think we've done a show on jealousy. I think we've maybe talked about it from time to time, but Probably an entire show on jealousy. I Yeah, we talked about sibling rivalry. I know that. And that's, a, that's more about envy, I think, than it is maybe there's a little bit of jealousy there. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to clear something up right off the top. I knew we were going to need to clear this up. <laughs> because they are kind of used interchangeably a yeah. lot of times nowadays. Yeah. But, but I like to keep them super clear so we know what we're talking about. Absolutely. Let's be on the same page. Envy has to do with me wanting something that you have. Not a person, but a thing. Like, uh, for instance, I envy that headset that you have on. Yeah, it's pretty right? awesome It's a beautiful headset. headset. Beautiful I would like, I'm going to get myself a headset like that. That's You're, envy. That is envy. Right? Jealousy. I'm envious of uh, your new, you know, uh, CD player or, you know, big screen TV or... You know, let's, that kind of thing. Let's do That's an Andy Rooney. Let's do an Andy Rooney and just make a list of things, <laughs> All the things and spend the next 20 minutes of. doing that. But yeah. But jealousy, jealousy is, is different. Jealousy is, different. is when you're afraid of losing something that someone that you have. You're it's, a, it's it's a person. fear about your relationship. It usually involves a triad, right? That yeah. there's two people that, that, you know, are close or would like to be close in right. a third party that is a threat to that. Or a perceived threat. Or a perceived, yes, It doesn't even have to be a real perceived. person. It could yes. be, you could just be jealous of the idea. You could just be worried that your partner is going to find somebody better. And I, I'll even go a step further. It doesn't have to be a person necessarily. You know, no. I, you know it could be that you're, well, yeah, th- this is a bit of a funny one, but usually it's a person, but sometimes right. it can be, you know what? I'm jealous of your guitar. Because you're constantly playing mm, guitar, you and choose the, the guitar over me. Choose guitar over me. Yeah, you know, like that. That's so it could be that too. But it's usually, it's a it's a threat to your relationship. It's a threat to your relationship. The closeness that you perceive or that you would like in your relationship—that's jealousy, right? I, you know, I I do think the easiest way to keep jealousy and envy separate is envy is when you want something someone else has. Jealousy is when you're afraid of losing something you have. 
Well, uh, yeah, the person. It's going to be the person that you have. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so that, I think it's real important uh, to to make that distinction between the two. Right, and we're and, talking about jealousy tonight. We're not so much talking about envy. That's right. We're talking about jealousy, and usually it's considered to be a negative emotion. Now, we have talked about a little bit about this before. Mm-hmm. Was it with Mary Lamia? It was, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, because it's considered to be a negative emotion because, first of all, who wants to admit that they've been jealous? Who wants to feel that Nobody. way? And it's, you know what, it's it's often a stigmatized kind of a feeling, right? Totally. That you have, if, if you're jealous, you have low self-esteem or you don't trust your partner, you're not a trusting person. So, I mean, people would look down on the jealous person too. That's it. And you're weak somehow. It, it signifies yep. some certain weakness that you have and your character, it's deep-seated weakness, oh. you know. But really, it's a natural emotion Right. And and on it's on there the for good, a reason. It's there for a very good reason, yep. and it signals you uh, to you that there is some distance, either perceived or actual, in your relationship, and it signals you to try and close that gap. It lets you know that there's a threat. That's it to your relationship. So it's not necessarily a negative uh, thing, and actually, it's just an emotion. Mm-hmm. What you choose to do about it—that's another story. Ah, we can get into that, that too. That can be positive or negative. That's it. And now, he, here's the other thing that I, I think is interesting. We always think of jealousy, or, or mostly, I would say, we think of jealousy in romantic terms. So it has to do with you and your, you know, spouse or mm-hmm. partner mm-hmm. or you know, adult relationships. But I mean. Jealousy is right through every relationship. It's not just between spouses or romantic yeah. partners, also with friends. It's mm-hmm. also between children and parents. Well, I'm sure that you can remember back in the days when you still had single friends, you know, the early 80s, and one of your single friends found a girlfriend or found a boyfriend, and suddenly they're spending all their time with that other person. Right, and so you the, might feel a little bit jealous. They're taking right. away your friend. And that's the thing, though. Nobody says they're jealous. Right. What they do is they say, oh, guess who's, yeah. you know, ball and chain yeah, is taking them, you yeah. know, and they give all this they sort of flack. the other guy. Well, it's the old John and Yoko thing. What a defensive reaction. <laughs> right. the I can't public, believe you would do that. I thought you would be more well, No, I was imitating you, but... <laughs> But it's the old John and Yoko thing, right? Yeah. Yep. So it was like the public's closeness with the Beatles was ripped away by this oh. terrible person. Yoko Everybody Mono, was feeling jealous. Really, that was jealousy that you're losing this, you know, this perceived per- connection that perceived you have. perceived relationship. Right? That you have with these people. Yep. So, you know, it, it, can, it can run the gamut with all these different relations. It's like when you think of bullying, everybody mm-hmm. thinks, oh, well, bullying is just, you know, kids at school and that. No, it's adults at work, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, parents with their children. It's uh, a husband with his wife. It's, uh, it's all over the place. It's the same thing with jealousy. Well, look, if it's a natural emotion, it's going to happen in, in relationships where you're close to somebody else, and that's not only going to be your partner. I was reading some research about um, people who are feeling jealous in their in their couple relationship and how that affects the choice to have kids because they may be jealous that the child is taking their partner away. Yeah, right? for sure. And you, for sure. Obviously, but that's it. And not that's interesting because a lot of time, what you think of, like the I think what what is a very common experience is you have 
a child and then a second child comes along and the first child is going to have feelings of jealousy. Yeah, That's a natural, yeah. natural thing. Yeah. But there's actual research that shows as young as five months of age, mm-hmm. kids can feel that 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 jealousy, that that pull away, that even if it's temporary, you know, because we always another reason I think that jealousy is sometimes seen in a negative light because we're always thinking of jealousy as this more extreme form where it's pervasive and it's it can destroy and it can and it can be pervasive. And, sure. And well, you look at fatal attraction, right? That was sure. a person who was very jealous. No, but these can be very fleeting, less intense emotions right. as well. You right. Know? It doesn't have to be a personality trait. It could yeah. be a, a, a state that you're in that's temporary. Very temporary. Yeah. Very fleeting. You might not even notice. <laughs> you know, you hear kids say, uh, you like him or her more than you like me. Yeah. Right? That's, right. That's all that. That's all about jealousy. You know, if a step parent comes into a family, mm-hmm. you're going to get that too. There could be some jealousy there. So it's it's everywhere. You can't really talk about jealousy, which is an emotion that arises when you're fearful about your relationship, about losing. It's not just the person, but it's about losing the relationship with that person. Your relationship is under threat. How can you talk about relationships without talking about that big A word that we always talk about, attachment? Exactly. Right? So, I mean, that this is it. When you're insecurely attached, you're more likely, there's lots of research to show, you're more likely to experience those feelings of jealousy. Well, here's the interesting thing. I looked through the research, as a, obviously you have, mm-hmm. and you know the, the sense that I got is if you're insecurely attached, you're more likely to be concerned with emotional infidelity. So they, they make a distinction mm-hmm. between yep. Yep. emotional infidelity and more sexual infidelity, right? Right. right. You read that big meta-analysis, that's right? That's it. Yeah. And so the 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 person, and we've talked about this before, the anxiously attached style of right. uh, connection, which that is somebody. Has. If you're anxiously attached, you're very preoccupied about the stability of your relationship, and you're on the lookout for threats, which tells you something, right? Well, but it also goes perfectly with this idea that yep. you're going to be more attuned to the emotional nuances. Yep. Uh, and how that might be interfering in your connection with the other person, whereas the person who's more avoidantly attached, right. fearful or dismissive about and, deta- and detached, yeah. right? Yeah. They're just going to see the big indicators like, oh my God, someone just had sex with someone, exactly. <laughs> with someone there. And their reactions to those, those jealousy-inducing threats are different. If you're anxiously attached, what do you do? You up the surveillance. You log on to their Facebook account and see what kind of messages they're getting. You go through their cell phone. They they increase that, that behavior because they're so vigilant that something might be wrong. Whereas if you're dismissive, if you're avoidant of those connections, you kind of withdraw. You deny maybe that you're feeling jealous or you pull back even more because you don't want to know. You, you, you don't talk to the person about it. You kind of, well, you're avoidant. You have an avoidant attachment style. (laughs) You avoid talking to the other person about these suspicions that you might have. And the other thing is I have to say that, you know, uh, if all, if secure people didn't feel jealous like that, I think that's, (laughs) the research I don't think backs that up for one thing, but that would be, you know, that would, that would be unusual uh, to the extreme. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- what the research is showing is that, that the closer you actually are to someone, the more likely you are to feel an emotional kind of jealousy because they make distinctions between emotional jealousy right. 
versus more behavioral jealousy mm-hmm. and, and more cognitive jealousy. Maybe we should get into that a little bit. Yeah. What do you think about this cognitive jealousy business? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, I, you know, I hadn't sort of uh, put it into these categories and still, mm-hmm. until I started looking at the research, but right. it makes sense when you think about it that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the emotional jealousy is something where you're reacting to something that, that is more evident before you. Right. And, and that's an emotional level. Like you, you're feeling that that something's not quite right. It's the distance. It's the physical reaction, right? It's your, your, all of a sudden your, well, your your alarm bells are going (laughs) off. Exactly. And so you, you, your actual body's feeling that as opposed Uh to the cognitive one, which is more about ruminating about it. Like don't have a lot of evidence, but you know, you're just going on and you're searching and you're, you Mm -hmm. know, you're looking for. Oh, and that rumination is dangerous. It's very dangerous. And so is the other kind, which is more this, behavioral type of, of, um, where you're searching, where, where you're, and confirm. you might be surveilling, right. Like doing a little surveillance. And right. this is kind of a, which is you know, so much easier in the age of social networks, right? It, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I, I, you probably saw some of those Facebook yeah, studies too. Totally. Yeah. Well, Facebook has been around long enough now, right. That, mm-hmm. that, uh, they can actually do some research about, um, I even read one about sex differences, about men, you know, they don't use Facebook as much as their their female partners might. Um, they Once you take into account how often they're on Facebook, they look at their partner's profile even more than the women look at theirs. But they're not necessarily surveilling. It's not totally clear why they're they're looking at it more often, but it doesn't seem to have that kind of sinister surveilling sort of a motive. Now, I I did see a couple of different uh, uh, research studies with uh, Facebook being sort of one of the new wrinkles on on the research. Yeah. Uh, One of them where they were finding that women were more upset with Facebook posts uh, meaning it provoked more jealousy within them than within the men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of this I find is that because typically you're not going to see, you know, hypersexualized things on Facebook. You're more, although you could, obviously, but you're more likely to see more of the nuanced type of emotional infidelity things. And I think women are generally going to be more attuned to that. Right. Uh, there's another one. Well, and again, if if they're lo- if they're going online looking for something and they're vigilant, um, they could misinterpret things that are are neutral, right? You know, you've got a picture of yourself with a coworker, a female coworker, and uh, your wife might all of a sudden be wondering, who is that person? Why are you with that person? That's right. And th- there was another um, Facebook related study where they found that uh, anxiously attached people were more likely to feel. Uh, jealousy and behavioral and do engage in some behavioral surveillance. Right. And the avoidant types were less, less uh, jealous and less likely to do this surveillance. Mm-hmm. But again, that to me, that just has to do with their style of relating their, their, the avoidant person, just not in tune generally. Right. Uh, as the anxiously attached person. Mm-hmm. But well, because they're, they're concerned about that closeness and they want to, you know, they want to cut that off. As, That's it. Uh, uh, if they can. So they're walking away from that as much as possible. That's it. And and I guess one of the other gender differences that I was seeing in the research is that women tend to be more focused on the emotional infidelity and men with the sexual infidelity. Well, 
I wonder why that would be. <laughs> well, again, I think women are just generally more in tune. They're in tune with say, their emotions right? more, right? Yeah, and, that's it. Yeah. And well, then you have to kind of hit them over the head a little bit and say, sure. oh, there's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we here. talk about that avoidant attachment style. Maybe we should do an episode talking about the emotional avoidance right. that some people get into. You know, the other thing I think that's important to, to uh, talk about here is that um, another reason that jealousy is seen in such a bad light mm-hmm. is because, yes, there's, there's plenty of instances where this behavioral type of jealousy, this rumination, this cognitive type of jealousy, right. where you're thinking about it all the time and you're doing the surveillance mm-hmm. and, and it turns into or it could turn into like there's there's ways that when you're feeling these things this jealous feeling that it can you you can use it as a sign to try and get closer to your partner and if you're trying to get closer to your partner in a way that's you know real and gentle and uh vulnerable even which is difficult to do right right as opposed to you're going to try and control intimidate uh, be aggressive in trying to bring their your relationship closer because you can't handle the feeling. Or that you're even having. you know if you're really if you're frequently kind of demanding confirmation that your relationship is okay and that the other person is not, you know th- that kind of behavioral jealousy can become. I think what we're talking about is is how it can become a self fulfilling prophecy. Uh, you know, there, whatever's whatever you might be afraid of might be perfectly innocent, but. If you're constantly haranguing your partner about the stability of your relationship, at some point the partner is going to have some reaction to that. Well, and the reaction could be, I haven't gotten any feeling of trust from from right. my partner. Yep. Uh, which means we're not actually you're you're not getting closer at all if you don't have uh, this feeling of trust. Uh-huh. And it's more likely that because now you're feeling more separated from another the other person that some sexual infidelity or emotional infidelity could right. take place. So Absolutely. you're making it more likely, not less. Yeah, you do those behavioral reactions. Yeah, You know, it's the same as your behavioral reaction to anger or to depression. You know, how you handle those emotional signals uh, is really going to have an impact on what happens next, right? There's That's right. And that, like I was saying, this could be part of an abusive type of relationship right. at one point because... If you're if you're controlling, if you're being aggressive, if you're being intimidating in order to get that person to be closer to you, first of all, it doesn't work. No. <laughs> it doesn't work, but beyond that, it can be dangerous for the other person. So, of course, the next question is, what can people do with these feelings of jealousy that are signaling that their relationship might possibly be in danger? What I have down here is three different scenarios. One is between two adults. So right. Between two adults, uh, you know, you, this is a sign that, that your relationship isn't as close as you'd like it to be, and there's something wrong, and you'd like to bring it closer, so you approach a person. You have to be able to show some vulnerability about this and say, I'm feeling like we're, we're growing apart, or some, is something wrong? And I found a, a really nice list that a psychologist who does some jealousy research uh, came up with and uh, published on Psychology Today, Dr. Robert 
Lehi. Did you read that? Didn't see that one. So what you're saying is jealousy can be, this is the first thing that he says, remember, jealousy can be adaptive. It's that signal, right? What you do with it is what's important, of course. But jealousy needs to, you, you kind of need to normalize that emotion. That's what we were talking about at the beginning, the idea that this is a feeling and it's a signal. What you do with it, you know, can be positive or negative, but that signal can be helpful if you can just acknowledge without the stigma that's attached to it, acknowledge that you're having that feeling. That's it. So you have to be willing to to put yourself out there to be vulnerable because you can have someone react poorly to, to this, uh, especially if there's a history of of um, bad reactions, let's mm-hmm. say, or, or uh unhelpful reactions to jealousy that right. so that now you're not trusted right. so it can come back to to sort of kick you but uh but really you need to be able to do that that's between two adults that's the best yeah. way to make this thing uh a positive type well, of jealousy that's true you you need to distinguish between your jealous feelings and jealous behaviors and kind of be aware of the things that you're doing in response to this jealousy and uh, be careful about creating that self-fulfilling prophecy with the constant demands for attention and the constant, you know, uh, questioning about what the other person is doing. And you can make, again, if it's between two adults, you can make a commitment to look at yourself. Like, yeah. are you doing the kinds of things that that are making you uh, further feel further apart from this person? Is there something mm-hmm. that you can do to make yourself feel closer and then feel closer to you? Right, right. Now... Another thing that goes along with all of this, and I like this list partly because it sort of reminds me of the way that you and I have been working with families. The the next suggestion that this uh, article came up with was the idea of accepting that you have a feeling of jealousy and kind of being mindful of that, sort of observing it in a way, uh, paying attention to that feeling rather than trying to get rid of it right? And, and kind of push it down. Denying it. Right. Because it's, it's a signal. And, and it might be a signal that there's something wrong in the relationship, but it might be a signal that there's some, something that you're feeling, you know, that you're perceiving something that's not, that may not even be there. Yes. And, you know, I have to say that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I found it pretty rare <laughs> that people are willing to admit that they're jealous, right? Willing to be vulnerable in that way, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's jealousy's got a terribly bad rap, yeah, and it's not a healthy one. Uh, you know, being having a kind of a it culture switches, it that, switches to anger really fast, right? Well, when you well talk about it does. The emotional reaction. Well, well, it does, and partly it does because we're not allowing for it. You right, know, we're not allowing for its its existence mm-hmm. here. So I think that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that. Um, Another thing that might be helpful for adults who are experiencing this in their relationship with another adult is the idea that you you sort of have to recognize that there's uncertainty in all of your relationships. You know, that's just a fact of life. You can't control everything the other person does. um, And you're not going to know every single place that that person goes or everything that they do um, throughout, you know, a 24-hour period, right? Uh, so, So there's another acceptance of that is what this uh, psychologist is talking well, about see too. that I find that one interesting because the you know there is some relationship between how secure you feel right with your partner 
Okay, we're talking about adults mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. How secure you feel with your partner and how much independence you're willing to give them and still feel secure. Right. Do you right. know? So the, the more secure you feel, the more they can... You, know, you can have a bi- you can allow them to be apart from you if they're with you in your heart, so that's to speak. It. Right? That's it. There's a security in your right. heart that allows that to happen without you feeling like mm-hmm. you're losing them. Yeah, and you're and you can be confident in your secure relationship, um, but if you panic over feelings of uncertainty when your partner's away, you know, then that that might kind of escalate the behavioral re- reaction, right? Another thing that that uh, might be helpful, I think this is a good idea, is to think about your assumptions and your expectations about relationships, period, right? Maybe these jealous feelings are coming from something that happened in a previous relationship for you or coming from the way that you believe your relationship should be without ever actually communicating that with your partner. Well, certainly you hear a lot of that, that, you know, the, the previous relationship there was some sort of infidelity, mm-hmm. and so this one now, uh, you know, is you're looking for kind it. Of colored that yeah. way, you know, yep. you're, you're looking for, it, you're expecting it, you're not going to give them that extra trust, right? And really, you're focused on the wrong thing there because, again, the signal should be something that tells you how do I go about making this closer? Do I go about making this closer by not trusting them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and that's the last suggestion on the list is use effective relationship skills, which is what you were talking about at the beginning. You need to be vulnerable and communicate these feelings because otherwise, you know, if you're sneaking around behind the other person's back instead of talking to them about it, um the situation might not resolve itself in the way that you hope it will. It's not going to bring you closer by going through the other person's text messages on their phone or uh sneaking into their Facebook account. No, that not that will not help. And you know the like I said, the the, the way I looked at it was in three different categories right. of what can be done. The first one we've just talked about mm-hmm. with uh, with two adults. If you're talking about an adult and a child, yeah, then again you're trying. If you're an adult, it's it's up to them. You know, it's it's not the child's yeah, it's <laughs> up to the adult job, right? So yeah. it's up to the adult to strengthen their bond with the child, spending more special time together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure they're there when there's some hurt, either emotional or physical hurt, yep. uh, bridging them, you know, that word we've been using, mm-hmm. uh, that Dr. Neufeld concept of bridging with them so that if, when you're away from them, you're saying you're, you're looking forward to the next time you'll be focusing with them. on the reconnection yeah. and, uh, you know, listening carefully when they're having disappointments and worries and this kind of thing. These are all effective relationship skills, right? Very Between effective. a parent and a child. And, you know, if a child is saying you, you prefer so-and-so over me, uh, you know, and that that's your relationship, that's a sign to you that they're sensing, mm-hmm you know, not, not a, a strong enough connection, but you get, you get this in other ways too, you know, like the child that asks you for a hug or the child right. that is insisting on touching you, mm. you know, who feels that he needs or she needs to pursue the connection with you. And they're, and they're uh, kind of directing that you to, to give them right. love, you know? So you, the, to me, that's, that sort of symbolizes that they're, they're not getting what they they would like from you and that you need to get back in control of providing for them and not l- waiting for them to ask you for that that for is that. that is so true and it's what's really important here is that 
it's not what you're doing as much it is as it is the child's perception of the relationship. You might feel like, oh, you know, we're great. Uh, we trust each other. We spend all this time together and, and the child should be ha- and, and understand that he's a priority for me. But if that perception is not there, well, you need to do something to change that reputation. That's it. And now it can be, you can be fooled easily because of the yeah. child that says to you, over and over again, I love you, mom. I love you, dad. Mm-hmm. And is the like is initiating that all the time. What they're really saying is, I want love, mom. I want exactly. love, dad. <laughs> so it can be easily fooled by that. You so you funny you to, say that. My son said to me the other day, "You guys say I love you so much." Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Dial it back, dad. Yeah, come on. You know. <laughs> But, you, but no, you know, good. honestly, there's that, there's on my part, since we've been talking about all of this connection mm-hmm. stuff, there's a conscious effort yeah. at home to make sure that he never has to ask for that. He never has to chase it, that he's, I'm overloading him enough that he's like, what are you doing? Listen, <laughs> listen, I have to, we have to say this. So we both have to say this. Yeah. You know, uh, we talk about relationship building skills. Uh-huh. And how that this is not something that's done once or twice. This is something that we've seen that over the the course of time, over the course of months, over the course of a year or yeah. two, yep. that it pays dividends. And the the what you get back is well worth what you've invested. And it's a, a longer term strategy, but it's it's something worth thinking about. The last thing the last category that i have there is you're ruminating and you're acting out so you're you're ruminating oh, you're sur- yeah. you're doing surveillance and you're acting out it's like intrusive to, thoughts about about your jealous worries that's it yeah. and and but now it's getting to the point where um you know your partner can't have any friends mm-hmm. you know not even friends they can't have friends they can't go have lunch with anyone that you know they you have, have to start their putting podcast. their friends, <laughs> you know, and, and so this kind of thing. When it gets to that point where you're using control, yeah. you're using intimidation, mm-hmm. you know, and you're putting down other people to keep them, and then the next thing you know, they're isolated. This turns into abusive behavior. You need to get help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, professionals can help with that increasing that trust and and developing that security and if you're finding that things are kind of going down a path that is uh, moving away from trust then uh, talking to someone outside of the home might be important and i think that's it that brings us to the top three things The first thing to remember is that jealousy is a natural feeling. It's as natural as happiness or anxiety mm-hmm. or any other feeling that you have. And uh, it can be in any number of relationships with another adult, but with your child, with your child towards you, right. with your friend. So look for it. It's there. That's right. And the second thing to remember is that you, you need to be willing to acknowledge that feeling of jealousy, to accept that it exists and to engage in some positive behaviors to help you to regain the security that you're looking for in your relationship. That is so important. The positive behaviors as opposed to surveillance and some of those other things. Speaking of negative behaviors, the third thing to remember 
if if your jealousy is consuming you in a way that's leading you to some of the more poor behaviors that we tend to think about when we think of jealousy, like um, too much surveillance, too much uh, mistrust. Demands. Demands, uh, looking to control, intimidate, be aggressive in a way to try and keep that relationship at the closeness level that you feel comfortable with. If it's gotten to that point, you're not going to get what you're looking for and you probably should try and seek some professional help. Exactly right. And that brings us to the end. You can visit us at familyanatomy.com or email us at info at familyanatomy.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and Google+. And if you're listening on your iPhone or iPod, you can find us on the podcast app. As usual, we'll leave you with a bit of a tune by Brother Love. And he's over at brotherloverocks.com. Thanks for listening. See you in two weeks. Family Anatomy.com. <laughs>